Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Here's a scripture from 2 Samuel 6, 11, describing the fate of the ark after it left the Philistines. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Nearly 70 years had elapsed since the capture of the ark by the Philistines. They had set it in insolent triumph in the temple of Dagon, as if to proclaim that the Jehovah of Israel was a conquered prisoner of the Philistine god. But the morning showed Dagon's figure prone on the threshold, and so the terrified priests got rid of their dangerous trophy as swiftly as they could. From one Philistine city to another it passed, and everywhere its presence was marked by disease and calamity. So at last they huddled it together into some rude cart, leaving the cattle pulling it to drag it wherever. The animals went straight for the Judean hills, and in the first little village were welcomed by the inhabitants at their harvest, and they saw the ark coming across the plain. But again, death attended the presence, and curiosity, which was profanity, was punished. So the villagers were as eager to get rid of the ark as they had been to welcome it, and they passed it on to the little city of Kirjath-Jerim, the city of the woods, as the name means, or we might say Woodville. And there it lay, neglected and all but forgotten for nearly 70 years. But as soon as David was established as king, he set himself to restore the national worship. The first step was to bring the ark. And so he passed with a joyful company to Kirjath. But again, swift death overtook Uzzah with his irreverent hand. David shrank in the consciousness of his impurity and bestowed the symbol of the awful presence in the house of Obed-Edom. He was not afraid to receive the ark. There were no idols, no irreverent curiosity, no rash presumption in Obed-Edom's house. He feared and served the god of the ark, and so the presence, which had been a source of disaster to the unworthy, was a source of unbroken blessing to him and his household. Now let's look at the modern-day application. Everything that happens to us has one distinct and specific purpose— All are meant to affect our character, to make us better in different ways, to bring us closer to God, to fill us more full of Him. That one effect may be produced by the most opposite incidents, just as the summer and winter are necessary and combined to give an abundant harvest, by sorrow and joy, by light and dark, by giving and withholding, by granting and refusing, by all the varieties of our circumstances, by everything that lies around us, God works to prepare us for himself and to polish his instruments, sometimes plunging the iron into baths of hissing tears, and sometimes heating it hot with hopes and fears, and sometimes battering it with the shocks of doom, but all for the one purpose, that it may be a polished shaft for his spear. So you see, the most opposite things may produce the same effect, but the same thing can and will produce opposite effects according to the way in which we take it. There is nothing that can be relied upon to do a person only good. There is nothing about which we need fear that its mission is only to do evil. Everything depends on the recipient, who can make the decisions that permit or deny everything to fulfill the purpose for which God has sent it. Consider, here are two people tried by the same poverty. It beats the one down, makes him squalid, hesitant, faithless, irreligious, drives him to drink, crushes him. The other, it steadies and quiets and hardens and teaches him to look beyond the things seen and temporal to the exceeding riches at God's right hand. 
Here again are two people tried by wealth. The gold gets one into the one man's veins and makes him yellow as with jaundice, and kills him, destroying all that is noble, generous, impulsive, quenching his earlier dreams and enthusiasms, closing his heart to sweet charity, puffing him up with a false sense of importance. And the other man, tried in the same fashion, out of his wealth, makes for himself friends that welcome him to everlasting habitations, and lays up for himself treasures in heaven. God help us that what He sends us, we use to His glory. You have been listening to God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. God's Word speaks truth. God's Word speaks life. And God's Word speaks to us today. Hi, I'm Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. Each week we explore God's Word together on In the Shadow of Your Wings, a radio broadcast on KNEO. Tune in each Saturday at 6.45 p.m. to hear the show. And if you ever miss it, you can always view the archive online at kneo.org. We also have the program available as a podcast as well, so you can listen anytime, anywhere. It's available from Sky High Podcast Network. I invite you to check out the show and learn more about our incredible God and how He cares for you. You can trust Him. You can depend on Him, and you can rest in the shadow of His wings.